The Frequency 49 show is brought to you by Niner Empire GB. Welcome to the Frequency 49 show. I'm your host, Kat Victorino, and joining me today are Nathaniel James and Kim Sorensen. Hey guys, are you ready to talk some football? Yeah, it's good good to be back. It's been too long, Kim. I'm really excited you joined me today. And the first topic of conversation, and I owe this to Kim because we did not have the opportunity to record our post-draft show, and he was going to be a panelist on it. So the first thing we should talk about is, you know, a few months ago, uh, we had this little draft, and we had a few people that we picked up that some people are excited about, some people are a little wary of, you know. So shall we go through the draft picks? Yeah, sure. Sure. We started with well, uh, s- some, some uh, <laughs> insignificant quarterback and we didn't pay a lot for him. Uh, yeah, I, you know, in the first round, our first pick, the number three pick was some kid named Trey Lance from North Dakota State. I don't know, some quarterback. I don't know, whatever, you know. so tell me what you guys honestly think of this pick i'm i'm very very excited about it Um, obviously we we gave up a lot of uh, draft capital to get him but the how he has handled uh, OTAs and training camp so far—it's—it's—it's it's, it's hard not to get excited about the future for the for the team and for him. I, I personally, um, I'm happy. I'm overjoyed. I was overjoyed with regards to this pick because I think I put a lot of questions leading up to the draft because I was interested because we all we all knew we were going to take a quarterback, didn't we? When we moved that position, and I said, you know, even when. We were having a really, really awful time in 2020 with all the injuries and the fact that we'd had all this situation with regards to, you know, the the inconsistencies of both Mullins and Bethard. I'm sorry, I hate to say it because, you know, at one point I thought Mullins was quite a good quarterback, but I think it was just the inconsistency around his playing style. And, you know, you suddenly... got to thinking at the end of 2020 people were like you know oh we, we need to think about the future and we need to take a more sort of seasoned pro and we needed to take my opinion was no there's plenty of options in the draft we need to think about the future and my personal opinion was that yes I wanted to take a quarterback and I you know you had all those options about around who who was going to come up there was you know you know five to six different kind of quarterbacks that you could have thought yeah but for me the one that stood out and the one that I really did like was Trey Lance and it was the one that I thought I stuck with I thought this you know he's big he's 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 built quite well um six foot four yeah all right you could argue that he doesn't have a lot of um kind of experience uh but when he's kind of been on that field and when he's been playing that there seemed to be a lot of potential with regards to him and you know even more recently in in watching one of the tapes that I saw in terms of the training he made an amazing I don't know if anybody saw it but he made an amazing throw to um, Brandon Ayuk 
um, in in Levi, and it was just like. It, 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 the the way and and I know we're, we're talking. Um, all right, you you could argue that it's just you know this is preseason, this is just training camp, but the the accuracy of what he made in terms of that play was just phenomenal. So, I yeah, I'm really excited about him. There's been some comparisons to him about him being kind of Kaepernickisk, but um, I yeah, I think he's got serious potential. Me personally, I'm looking forward to to seeing what he can bring. Obviously, J- Jimmy's still there. He's still going to be. He's still our starter. But um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what what will happen um, throughout the season, especially with that pick. Well, he definitely is showing potential, but I think for the fan base, he is going to need to probably get on the field sooner rather than later, which is too bad. Because I think that's going to hamper his learning and his growth if we push him onto the field. I'm hoping that once again, the 49er front office does not listen to the fan base. Um, Niners Twitter during the draft time was so funny because the things I was focusing on were some of the experts saying, you know, hey, everybody's ignoring this Trey Lance kid. This kid fits Shanahan's system. And that's what caught my eye because it's always, it's been about Shanahan's system and that's been the knock with Jimmy is how long it's taken for him to get up to speed on Shanahan's system and then the injuries, right? Well, this kid is, it sounds like he's made for Shanahan's system. So that got the fan base all excited when he was drafted. And I mean, why not? During 2019, he threw for 2,786 yards in 287 attempts and 28 touchdowns. That's 67% of his passes completed. So there's a lot to be excited about. Now, I want to address the elephant in the room because I'm sure everybody who listens to this podcast thinks that I'm not going to say anything about this. And no, I am a 49er fan. I'm not a Jimmy Garoppolo fan, although I love Jimmy to pieces. Um, Let's talk about the quarterback controversy. What do you think? Is there really a controversy? I don't think there's a, a controversy as such. There's, there's, a, there's a competition, No, no doubt about it. But uh, as of now, I, I still believe that Garoppolo is the starter in week one. But it can change, obviously, during the three, uh, th- three uh, preseason games if, if something happens. Or it could change mid-season. Sure, sure. Yeah. As, as of now, my perception is that uh, Garoppolo will start sometime... Uh, through the, the start of the season and and there will be a change at, at some point uh, either through injury or because uh, Lance shows uh, so much potential that it will be, be, be hard to, uh, to keep, him, keep him on the bench. Nat, do you have any thoughts? I'm kind of in agreement with Kim. I don't think there is a controversy as such. I think there's a real healthy competition. Um, I think that obviously, like you, Kat, I'm I, I'm a 49ers fan. I do like Jimmy. I like him a lot. I think he can play really, really well. Um, I, I'm I'm interested to see what what he'll play like with almost that that competition 
and that thought about what what might potentially happening uh, happen and i just think that obviously he's he's kind of want, wanting to he's going to continue to kind of prove himself this year um because obviously no matter which way you look at it yeah okay trey lance is going to be the future you know he's going to be the future prospect he's going to be the he's going to be the future of this team um in terms of the quarterback he's our franchise he's going to be the future franchise quarterback however at this stage jimmy at the moment he's our starting quarterback he's our starting franchise quarterback so i think yeah just see what what happens i think he's really handled it really really well because obviously you've had all that kind of all these questions posed at him about you know the fact that you know he's had had questions about what what he thinks about you know being being what's going to happen in the future and you know how he feels about how things are and I think he's just been I mean I think he's been brilliant I think he's just been a real sports person with regards to it and he's just kind of continued it it did make me laugh actually when I saw the the early kind of press conference with Jimmy because I've never heard him swear um, on, on live <laughs> television before, but <laughs> those profanities, I was like, oh, okay. So I, I don't know what that was about, but maybe it was just the fact that, I mean, he was sort of saying, I uh, kind of like, the, the press kind of caught him up on it, and he sort of said, he's just out of practice with regards to it, because he's not had press, you know, he's not been in front of the press, but... Two, two, two real profanities there, and just in terms of Mohammed Sanu and how how well he was doing, and just you know some of the other kind of players and how he feels about it. And yeah, I can I you can see the determination and the excitement. He's excited about getting back into playing football, but it's just it, it made me laugh how how his reactions were. So um, yeah, it'll be it. It'll be well, a it very just shows he's human. Scene. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, he is human. And yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens, really. Well, so my theory on the uh, controversy, and of course, you know, we, we, just like, we want people to listen to our show, so of course we're going to talk about this thing. But honestly, it's I think it's all about getting the clicks and the likes and the the attention and the and the you know turn the channel to me kind of thing. I I don't think there's a controversy either. I definitely think it's a healthy competition. I have to say, as crappy as the 49er fan base has been to Jimmy over the last 12 months, he has risen above it all, and I am really thrilled with how he's handled himself as a professional and just let it wash off his back. I'm sure it gnaws at him, but I think he's the kind of person who's going to use that as that fire on top of that pressure he's going to be feeling from the younger kid coming up behind him, and I have a feeling we're going to see some pretty nice things out of Jimmy this year. You just wait let's move on we did have a total of what nine eight picks in the draft um we did pick up a guard with our second pick aaron banks 48th overall a guard from Notre dame uh and then i see now here's where i get excited because I, the tray i like is trey sermon i you know how i love my running backs <laughs> running back from ohio state trey sermon and Guys, I'm hearing good things on him from training camp. What about you? Yeah, exactly. He he seems to be doing really, really well, and and I expect to see him along with uh, Mostert through uh, 
through the start of the season, and then we'll see how how uh, how uh, how Shanahan will will divvy up the carries and and receptions. Yeah, because we still have a bunch of running backs. <laughs> and I think you know it, it's it's really hard, isn't it? It's really difficult because we we've had that situation where very earlier on we we had um. We had Jeff Wilson as well. I really like him, the way he plays. Get injured. Um, but Trey Sermon, um, hopefully he'll he'll be able to play play quite well. Um, should be interesting along with, with Elijah Mitchell. But we'll have to see what, what happens um, kind of going forward. It, obviously, for me, I'm really excited to watch kind of the, the, the pre-season games. Um, he's quite a um i've heard that he, you know he pl- he plays quite well in this, this system um that shanahan has um going in terms of his offense and, and running and i think you know you kind of think about running backs they kind of get a little bit overlooked um you know in terms of what what they're what they're worth etc um so but yeah it should be really exciting to see what what this guy quite guy is capable of um so yeah <laughs> And you mentioned Elijah Mitchell, who was our last pick of the draft, um, pick number 194 overall from Louisiana Lafayette. We have, I mean, Elijah Mitchell, Trey Sermon. Okay, Jeff's hurt, right? Mostert. What about Hasty? Do we still have Hasty? I should check that. We, we still have, we, we have Hasty and we have uh, Wayne Goldman. That's right. <laughs> I think Jermichael Hasty was. I think he was transferred to the um, practice squad, as far practice as practice squad. Aware. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Thank I think that was what you. I heard because he, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it was making room for all these other kind of additions, if you like. So um, that that was yeah. the last thing I heard regarding. I'm checking the transactions Hastie. list. <laughs> checking the transactions list, and I don't see that. But I don't. We we don't have a practice squad yet. Yeah, that's true. But we won't have until the end of the of preseason either. But, won't but we? He'll, pro- he'll probably go back there because we have so many good quad. Uh, good yeah. <laughs> I, I think it, I think it might, I might actually not to misunderstand it, but but it might actually be be a good thing that Wilson was was injured and and won't return until late in the season because it'll be kind of a way to to stash him away and then he can come back and contribute once. We hit uh, November and December. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Let's see. And then with our fourth pick, number 102 overall, we selected Ambry Thomas, a cornerback from Michigan. Obviously, everybody knows Richard Sherman uh, did not uh, pursue a contract with the Niners for this season. And uh, we're all wishing Richard well with his issues that he's going through right now. So we need a little uh, cornerback help and some defensive back help, don't we? Well, yeah. that, that's the the one position where we, we seem to be incredibly thin with only Mosley and, and Verrett as, as uh, experienced players, Quan Williams obviously as well, but but, but we, we really don't have much depth at, uh, at cornerback, except some very, very young people. 
Yes. <laughs> well, and then we also picked up a defensive back and a safety in the draft. Um, I am going to chop these names up, and I really apologize to these players because I try really hard not to do that. But oh, number 172 overall, Demortre, uh, duh, Demore de Lenoir from Oregon. Right. I'm let's, sure I said that wrong. Let's just call, call him Demo like Shanahan. Demo. <laughs> and then our safety uh, pick overall 180. Talanoa Hafunga, a safety from USC. I'm, I'm, ho- I'm, I'm hoping really having a soft spot for him because when, uh, when we were in Santa Clara two years ago, I, I watched him uh, at USC against uh, Cal. So, so, so I, I watched him in, in a college game before we drafted him. So, so I, I really hope he, he makes it. It, well, I mean, looking at some of his, his stats, I mean, he was fourth in the Pac-12 in tackles, sixth in the Pac-12 in forced fumbles, first in the Pac-12 for interceptions, and he was ranked a second nationally. So he's got a pretty good pedigree. <laughs> and, it, and it helps that he, I, I believe he mentioned when he was drafted that that his, uh, his goal was to be a, uh, a special teams star, so I think that he he has shown that he is willing to go the the extra mile. And, and at at the training camp, the first the first two days of training camp, he was the first and last player on the field. Nice, that speaks well. I like that. And then the other draft pick we haven't talked about is uh, number 155 overall. I kind of jumped around. Jalon Moore, a tackle from Western Michigan. So we kind of were all over with the draft picks, but what did we miss? What do you think that the front office missed? What do we still need? I'm still not convinced regarding our secondary. Um, I think it's quite a, a weak position. We, You know, we've just... Javaski Tart, he's, I don't know what's gone on with him, but he's basically had a foot injury a couple of days ago. Um, so I don't know how long, don't know what the time frame is around him. Um, it does concern me a little bit regarding, you know, that, that secondary and everything else. Yeah, all right, we, you know, we've got some, some, some experienced guys, but just going back to Richard Sherman, I think, you, you know, you kind of, He's kind of one of these guys that's basically he's, he's quite you know he has good knowledge of the game and he's got the, the the idea around positioning and everything else and I think you know um, hopefully when he gets through all these these um, difficulties to you know kind of and and with with his family and everything I hope you know I wish him all the best I hope he does you know d- does do really well but it, it just yeah once he gets through this and he goes back and I, I mean I don't I, I don't assume that and I'm not going but but I don't think he's really I don't think he's been you know no, nobody's picked him up in in the free agency and I just as I say you, you kind of worry around but as I say going back to him I think it, you know he has that leadership on, on the field and it really I, I think he does you know he does a lot more than what, what he from from a you know a coaching perspective I think he's going to be a really good coach when you know when he eventually you know does decide to hang up his cleats so it, it, yeah, it, I, I, for me personally, I think s- secondary does have an, you know, an impact, and hopefully, 
as I say, we'll just have to see what, what happens regarding the offensive line. Um, but just as long as we don't have a, a 2020 a game with all those injuries, <laughs> we've we played with <laughs> all that hard. stuff, I, I really, you know, I can assume that we're going to be a lot more of a competitive football team this year than what we were last year. So, um, yeah, he's, he's hoping really. But that, yeah, for me, that's, that's <laughs> it. Kim, your thoughts? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I think the Lynch and Shanahan, I think they made a really good effort to sign both uh, in free agency and the draft picks. We have pretty much only signed healthy guys, no injury history, uh, Epocom and Alex Mack never missed any game. Mack missed two games in his career, I think. Epocam has never missed anything. Uh, the draft picks, other than than Trey Sermon, never missed any games. Um, I, I think they have really made a concerted effort to, to get rid of this uh, health crisis with injuries all over the field uh, as we've seen the the last couple of years I think they made a really good did a really good job uh, as far as that as you said cornerback is obviously a, a, a thin position but um, I, I think our defensive line is as almost as good if Possibly even better at, at, than in 2019. I know we don't have Buckner, but we have so so much depth at the, at the defensive line. So hopefully they can cover up for some of the the flaws in the back. <laughs> in the back end. <laughs> that was my concern: was cornerback depth and O line depth. Um, we'll see. I guess as as with anything. Uh, so let's let's look ahead to our game. This our game. It's granted, it's a preseason game, but you know, I'm sorry, it's football. <laughs> can I just before we move on to that? Can can I just sort of say that we we really not acknowledge that in the the second round, Aaron Banks from Notre Dame, Dipak. We know you you like Notre Dame. I I like Notre Dame as well now, even more. So <laughs> can we just kind of take a minute there, just to kind of acknowledge that. This is a this is a well, we did not today. Defacts team. I did, and then we moved on. <laughs> you know, I I'm sorry. It's hard, to, and I and you know, much respect to the line, the tackles, and the defensive ends, and the and the you know, I mean, all these non-flash players, you know, the players that provide the support. That's all I do every day in my job, and I totally appreciate them. But let's face it, there's it's hard to talk about, get excited about a, a particular O-line player or a particular D-line player until you see that splash. You know what I mean? The, the unit as a whole <laughs> yes. uh, looks like it could be really, really good. Mac coming in uh, at, at the center position, uh, McGlinchey bulking up, uh, Banks and and more uh, coming in to 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 
back up or, or possibly take over from uh, a guy like Bronskill, who, who is not bad in his own right. Uh, I, I think that they, had, they have potential to be really, really good and dominating. So are we ready to talk about a preseason game? Yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. I just wanted to acknowledge Vinatsky. <laughs> he wanted to call me out, Deepak, on just glossing over your guy is what he wanted to do. <laughs> so this weekend, Saturday night at Levi's, 5.30 my time. Oh my gosh, it's to be a late night for you guys. I hope you guys are recording it. The Kansas City Chiefs are coming to Levi. You know, not a fan of them at all, especially after 2019 Super Bowl, you know. But of course, we're not going to see a whole lot of the first stringers. What are you guys really hoping we get to see this weekend out of the team? You can pick a, pick a position, pick a player, pick a, a squad, you know, a, 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 a line. What, what do you want to see? Trey Lance and Trey Sermon that's what I'm you know that's what I want to see I know that we're gonna you know I don't know how long he's gonna be playing these guys for but it's gonna be all about rookies isn't it and it, it from in my experience when you watch these preseason games it always is about you know sort of um, rookies that or the, the players that have been around for a while that you know that kind of again are going to be proving themselves um I think I'm yeah. As I say, it'd be interesting to see what what how our um, our wide receivers do as well. Um, not that I, I don't know whether we're going to see a lot of uh, Debo or Brandon Ayuk, um, but I know that obviously I did mention a little earlier that Jimmy was mentioning about Mohamed Sanu. I, I I really like Mohamed Sanu, and he when when we when he came up to um, I, I I'm kind of reminiscing a little bit. I'll I'll keep this very short, but basically. When when he came to Southampton, it was him and um, Fitzpatrick. Um, they both came and did a um, basically a kind of an interview, like a just kind of reaction and interview to the to the UK fans. And basically, I had a really really good question regarding what you know Mohamed Sanu thought of Kyle Shanahan as a coach. But um, unfortunately, um, the the idiot that is oh, what's his name the guy that that's on sky sports neil reynolds that's it basically he didn't even ask <laughs> it so I, I basically just thought i did i don't like him I, he knows i didn't like i don't like him i think a lot of the uk f- well unless you, you you're into your your sky sports then, then anyway but I, i'm going off on a tangent anyway all i'm saying is that i like Mohammed sanu because i think he's going to be really interesting to watch and hopefully he'll he'll have more more to bring this this year, I, I know that he's had he had some troubles at New England, but I think it it could have been a very interesting perspective if we'd taken him in two thousand and nineteen um, in terms of the wide receiver position. But yeah, that that's my that's my kind of opinion um, about you know what I'm excited to see um, come Saturday Sunday morning. <laughs> I'm still snickering because I'm sitting here going, you were saying, what's his name? Oh, what's that name? What drives me nuts? And I'm like, Neil Reynolds. And I don't even know this guy. I've never seen him. I have no idea how bad he is, but I knew exactly who you were talking about. (laughs) That's how long I've been hanging out with these guys. (laughs) Kim, what are you looking forward to most in the game this weekend? I'm, I'm looking forward to see Trent Sherfield. 
uh, who uh, the the guy we picked up from from the Cardinals, who's who was supposed to be a special teams ace and and possibly our uh, kick and punt returner. And now, uh, when they uh, released the the unofficial depth chart, they had Ayuk mentioned as the, the punt returner. But, but I don't think I, I don't think we'll see Ayuk in, the, in that role. But I, I thought I thought it would was uh, one of these uh, wake up moments for for the rest of the guys that uh, Rich, a guy like Richie James I, I, and Kevin White was released today. Uh, they're getting they're getting uh, a, a final call to to make an impression. So Trent Sherfield has has received uh, some really good reviews during training camp. So I hope he he'll show up and and possibly contend with Sanu for the third wide receiver position. That would be fun. I'm actually just looking forward to the return of football. <laughs> It's it's been too long, but actually I do want to see I want to see running back by, by committee. I want to see how these kids, especially our two draft picks, how they pump their legs on that field and can they make the cuts and you know do they see the whole field? Um, that's what I'm excited for. What I'm hoping for is I'm hoping to see some absolute beautiful theatrics from the cornerbacks. The, um, not only throughout the preseason, but in the uh, regular season as well, because we all know how Cat likes her pick sixes. Uh, let's see. <laughs> we would be absolutely remiss as a 49er fan base podcast if we did not send out our heartfelt congratulations to our general manager John Lynch on his induction to the Pro Football Hall of Fame in Canton, Ohio over the weekend. Uh, you know, can't say much wrong with that career. He's had a heck of a career. Great linebacker. Uh, what do you guys think about this? Yeah, it, it was very 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 well deserved at about uh, uh, yeah <laughs> you can't, <laughs> can't, can't can't really say anything it, 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 he just needed exactly. to get in he did I mean there are some other Niners that need to get in there too <clears throat> but you know we won't go off on that tangent <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it's brilliant isn't it it was really I, I liked I think he it was just an interesting perspective with regards to um Kyle with uh, like um with sorry with um Lynch John Lynch in, in terms of like you know him talking with regards to the speech he, you know he I think it was good that he acknowledged you know sort of like um you know his time as the GM in the 49 I mean he's talking about now with the GM as a 49ers but also, Bill Walsh, you know, in terms of him saying you need to keep, you need you need to stick at it. You need to kind of be, you know, you're you, you're going to be one of the best. Um, you're going to be a Pro Bowl safety. So he just, you know, he certainly has, he certainly saw potential. And who wouldn't, you know, when when you know when Bill Walsh says that something like that, then you think, okay, yeah, that, he he knows what he's talking about. Um, but I I think you know, as I say, it was good. I I kind of um, listened a lot to. Um, 
you know, I listen to the Matt Miyoko podcast, as I've probably mentioned countless times on, on this podcast, but it was good that, you know, <laughs> him sort of acknowledging, you know, and, and sort of just talking about the fact that apparently he, he spilled um, red wine on the gold jacket, apparently, but then it had to get dry cleaned really quickly. Um, and it was just it was comical it really was um but okay that's my move that's the kind of move i do good lord (laughs) apparently he got knocked (laughs) yeah (laughs) and it was just yeah it went everywhere apparently red wine went everywhere on the jacket but oh Oh, it's good to you know he's such a down-to-earth guy and you know it's good to sort of see and it was recognition on, you know, when he was um, in his time at Tampa um, with some of the other defensive um, heroes that he played against, played alongside, you know, kind of Warren Sapp and all that lot. So, it, yeah, it's it's yeah, it was good to sort of see some recognition. We just need some more 49ers in there, really. Um, Patrick Willis would be mm-hmm. nice, wouldn't it? There's but, a few. But, Patrick, hello, but, Navarro, hello. Yeah, but. I think the you know. thing is, and it's so for, hard, isn't for it? For Deepak. <laughs> Go on. Wait. Sorry. For Deepak, Roger Craig needs to be put in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Long overdue. Long overdue. Anything else we want to cover in this show, guys? I think one thing I was going to sort of point out, and I'm not trying to be kind of sceptical against what other people have as in terms of an opinion, but... The, the the fact that some people think that because I know that there's been whispers and rumours of some of the fi- fan base not being particularly very happy with Lynch and Shanahan because of uh, and even in even in the um, the latest edition of Lindy's Pro Sport they were sort of saying that basically those two are on the um, hot seat this year um, because obviously if something doesn't uh, happen and if they don't if if nothing happens this year for 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 the Niners, then basically that'll be it. Really, they'll be on the they're, they're going to be on the firing line. But I I I don't know whether I'm I believe I'm I'm quite to be honest I'm quite happy with regards to what what happens. It's just the we've not had the be- best of years. But then the time that we've actually been you know I'm just going to r- 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 you know sort of say 2019 we we had a heck of a year. So and nobody expected that. No one saw that coming. And 2020 was, in my opinion, it was an injury nightmare, but it was also an anomaly. So for the fan base to go off on one and just absolutely put them at the point where this is it, I think that's ridiculous. I think, you know, A, this is a business. You know, change is going to happen. And B we can't be contenders every year no team can be contenders every year i mean yeah okay the patriots won what eight super bowls and have been to 10 or whatever whatever ridiculous amount yeah i'm not jealous at all shut up (laughs) (laughs) but i mean you know yeah they were contenders because they were able in this climate which is impossible to do anymore to keep the team pretty much whole you know what i mean so to expect a Super Bowl every single year out of your team is pretty much a stretch, in my opinion. And I think while it's a noble goal to achieve, I don't think reality is anywhere near that. 
and I think if our team is solid and performing and you know that they're they're working towards the goal and you know there's improvement granted 2020 was not an improvement I acknowledge that but let's face it globally 2020 sucked and 2021 isn't turning out any better but you know I think I think it's outrageous for the fan base to expect that and uh, I think you need to just let them sit let them simmer let them do their thing they're getting us there you know what I mean that we do not have Jim Tom Sula in the coach's seat you know we do not have Trent Baalke in the general manager's seat you know we have football guys who get football in this climate you know it's not old school it's it's new school it's new thinking and it's where it needs to be and I, I have always been frustrated with any fan base that just wants to push 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 and you know it's super bowl or bust and you know forget it they're they're gone i'm done with them i just think it's so reactionary and it's so unneeded and that's my rant for the day totally agree (laughs) (laughs) totally agree yeah absolutely yeah and guys knock it off get your jab this isn't political you need to get your va- your vaccine for COVID. I'm sorry. Yeah, Bowser and this is a is global it? health crisis. Nick Bowser and who's the other one? Our secondary guy. Nick Bosa and Ayuk. Brandon Ayuk. Is it Brandon Ayuk? Brandon Ayuk. Yeah. It's Brandon Ayuk. Oh, okay. Boys, get your jab. Oh, was it not My Jason Verrett as well? My goodness gracious me! <laughs> uh, I thought Verrett finally broke down and got oh, his. Okay, fair enough. I mean, these are the, you know, you got to think about it. They're now putting their teammates' uh, uh, earnings on the line, our record, you know, there's, <laughs> this, this NFL is taking this very seriously, and as are most of the globe, but, you know. Anyway, be safe, you guys. That's all I want. <laughs> Thank you. Well, I'm vaccinated, so I'm good. And I intend to stay that way. Uh, I think we have covered it. I believe our next recording isn't going to be until the end of preseason. And then we're going to be going weekly after that. We're back, guys. It's football. I'm so excited. How are you guys doing? (laughs) Excited. Can't wait to get started. I know. It's great. Thanks to Audionautics.com for the music. Thanks to Andy Mitchell, Daryl Nils Handman, Deepak Gohill, Graham Ross, James Little, Jason Argo, Mark Lyon, Nathaniel James, Neil Jepson, Paul McDonald, Rob Newell, Ross Irwin, Simon Holdsworth, and Stephen Box for all the work they do on the show and in the group. My apologies if I missed anyone. And if you would like to be involved in the show, just let us know. We're always looking for members to help out, contribute, or appear on the show. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Niner Empire GB, and on Facebook, search for the group Niner Empire GB. Be sure you check out the Frequency 49 blog on Podbean or your favorite podcast site. You can also email us at Frequency49Show at gmail.com. All right, so on behalf of Kim Sorensen and Nathaniel James, I'm Kat Victorino. Thank you for listening. Go Niners!